Welcome to episode 059, Conversations with Mary Magdalene, an interview with Anna Otero. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Hi, beautiful one. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited to be back on the podcast, Mike. I took a week off last week because I was relaunching my new website, claireobade.com. Before we jump into today's incredible conversation with Anna Otero, I'd love to invite you to check out my new website. It has been a long time in the making. The last time I did my website was, I think, 2013. So, two years before I gave birth to my first daughter. So you can only imagine the amount of transformation and inner alchemy that has gone on for me on all levels, mind, body, soul, within my heart, every way possible I have transformed. There is no way possible that a website can summarize and fully depict all that I am or all that you are, but it is a start So I would be so grateful for you to jump on and have a look, have a read, have a little nosy through and let me know what you think. You can head over there, of course, access all of the previous podcasts. But in addition, you can book into the August Breathwork classes and you can also join me in Practical Magic Spiritual Medicine Membership. $1 for the first month, $29 thereafter. That is the place where I bring you the magic and the medicine through different practices and experiences that we all so desperately need right now. There's so many different ways via my website, clarabay.com, that you can work with me, self-paced courses, meditation, albums, e-books, and so much more. Of course, the hero of my work at the moment is the Practical Magic and Spiritual Medicine membership, as well as the Breathwork live stream classes, which are now happening fortnightly. The next one is on August the 7th and then again August 21st. So please check that out via the website. Okay, so all that is done and dusted now. Let's move on to this incredible conversation with Anna Otero. I am so excited for you. This might be a stop and start one. It is a little bit longer than normal, but if you can find the time to listen to this entire episode, you will not regret it. There is a powerful activation that happens within this call. I I feel it. Something wild happens in the middle of the call as well. So listen out for that. And there is just uh, such a strong presence of Mary Magdalene as Anna and I chat. And when you hear what we talk about, you won't be surprised. There is something happening collectively within all of us. The divine feminine is rising. The shadow is rising. The light is rising too. And I hope that this conversation with Anna and of course, through Anna about Mary Magdalene, bring something to light for you and activate something within you. I don't even really know what else to say other than just (laughs) strap in and settle up. This is going to be an incredible conversation. I hope you enjoy it. 
Hi, Anna. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you, so I'm going to dive right in. Tell us about Mary Magdalene, your relationship with her, and how how she actually communicates with you. I know you mentioned in the book that you've received direct teachings. So in what ways does she show up for you and how does she actually communicate with you? That I love that, that you, this is the first question because um, I'm a very grounded person. I always have been. So <laughs> when I start to speak about this, I always like people to understand this. And when I was, like I said, I came from a very Catholic background. So I was always really attracted to Mother Mary. And um, I just felt really, really connected because I was always searching for the divine feminine in my in that faith that I was brought up in. And when I always really loved the goddess cultures and the goddess religions, very, very into all of that divine feminine aspect throughout different lineages. And in, like I said in the book, in 2011, I had a very dark night of the soul. And so my I was my my husband passed away it was a very uh, I mean very quick they he had a brain tumor they found the brain tumor and he really just lived for six weeks nothing else and Mm. so it it was a very strange situation for me and uh, when when I had this dark night of the soul at the same time I felt like I was going into something new I was very sad but at the same time I wasn't it was a very very strange feeling and, and that's when she appeared to me and she appeared to me physically. And that was the, the, the craziness and the whole <laughs> encounter. It was a physical appearance and she actually told me who she was. And, you know, I've, I've always, before that uh, apparition, because it is an apparition, I always was very skeptical with the channelings and the people who speak to angels. And I knew that some people could do it. And, but I always had that skepticism in me. I, I have a lot of Gemini in my chart too, so we doubt a lot, you know? <laughs> and, um, and so when I, when I saw this apparition, you know, I, and I knew it was her and I could feel her, I could smell her and I could actually smell her oil. I knew it was for real and I knew it was her. And so the only thing she told me to do was to stay where I was and I was in Oman in that time because I lived in the Middle East for a very long time, many years. And um, so I just stayed and I didn't really know what I was going to do. And I didn't know what I was going to do with my life at that point. And I was with my daughter. She was so young. And and then she kept appearing. And uh, to answer your question, I just wanted to give a little bit of the background. She does appear to me in different ways. Sometimes there are apparitions. And when I receive her in apparitions, her energy is very strong. So I end up become maybe fainting sometimes or getting very tired. Like I, because it's a high vibration, an apparition, you know, it's very, very high. So um, when that happens, I know that I need to rest. I need to drink a lot of tea. And after I rest and recuperate, I can start writing what she said to me. Those are the strongest encounters I have with her. And then she also appears um, through the channeling of sound and usually through writing. When I start to write, I can listen to her and I just start to write and write. And, and actually, sometimes I even, my, I, I, my hands, I remove my hands from the keyboard and the keyboard is still typing. I've seen that many times. And that's absolutely crazy, okay? <laughs> when you're exposed 
that and you live that. So those are the, the ways I connect with her and communicate with her and the ways I embody her and feel her. Because one thing is to receive the teachings uh, and, and what do you do with that? You know, and then I, I know that we're called to embody all of these teachings. I do feel her through movement. You know, when I start to channel her, even after writing, if I move, if I dance, or if I do one of the meditations that she gives me, I know that I'm embodying what the teaching. And so she's really taught me to move away from my mind, you know, and that has been amazing. And just to have faith, to have faith in her message and, and the meditations she gives me and, 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 and to have faith in the teachings and this has really, really changed my life and not just my relationship as a, as a, a devotee of Mary Magdalene, but as a, as a human, as a woman, you know, it, I've, it's changed my life immensely in my relationships as a mother, in the work that I do. So um, I hope I answered your question, Claire, did I? <laughs> oh, you answered my question and so much more. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you because I'm aware of their delay, but I, I was mostly gobsmacked for most of that. Like the thought of writing and channeling and seeing the keyboard continuously moving and typing away or to receive such a high vibration, uh, you know, physical apparition. It's just incredible to me and it feels so sacred and like a true blessing. And there's a part of me that is just like oh I wish that would happen to me because it just sounds like an incredible relationship to have with Mary Magdalene like it's just it sounds insane but amazing at the same time it, it really is insane and like I said I'm before I mean I'm, I'm a trained uh, dance movement therapist I'm a dancer I mean I've worked with bodies I'm very grounded you know I, I, I I'm a rising Capricorn you know it's like earth earth and and when I had this oper- apparition I just I, that's how I knew it was true because I I, I come from a very grounded uh, um, energy and I really think that she's here and, and like you say with Mary Magdalene which I never never even thought she would come into my life like I said very connected with Mother Mary the goddess energy but Mary Magdalene was totally and I, I didn't even know that people had talked about her as being Yeshua's wife when she appeared can you believe that <laughs> I had a clue of any of this it was just it, it was amazing, and, and I think that she's here as a feminine Christ to, to appear to, to, to different people, and I think the more we open up to her, she will start appearing to a lot of us, and, and this is her, her grace and her blessing right now. Oh, it's so beautiful, Anna. I actually have two things I'd like to say off what you've just shared. When you have these, these, these moments with her and you're channeling her. Do you, are you able to call on her and she will connect with you or, or are you just waiting for when she chooses in the moment to connect and you just receive? Beautiful question. Um, and very important because I think that all of us can learn. There's another teaching with that question you asked me. I can call on her. And when I call on her, I need to be very receptive. If I'm not receptive, 
she won't, she won't come. And that I think is a teaching for all of us that when we call on something, it could be love and abundance or a, a, an angel. If we're not being receptive, she won't come and they won't come or that vibration won't come because um, it has to do with energy. We block our energy when we're not receptive. So there are moments when I'm not receptive. I'm human. It's normal. You know, I may have a problem. I may have something to do with my family. Something's going on with my daughter. I mean, there's so many things. So, and I can feel it. I can feel that when I'm calling her, I'm not in that reception. She won't come when I when I ask her to. And then she'll come when I least suspect it. And she gives me a lesson on Anna. You need to get back to being receptive, you know. So when when she does appear um, as apparitions, um, she usually appears when I don't call on her in very strange moments, when I don't expect her to come. And so I know that that, that moment when she's appearing is very important. There's something there that I need to understand. And the, the channeling her through voice, sound, and word usually happens um, after I'm, I'm writing for a while and I'm writing with her channel. And I think that's another teaching for all of us. The more we write, the more we go back to our sacred writing and start journaling. I think all of us have this ability. We can start to download information that's important for us, for humanity, for our work. And it could be um, light beings or not, but that is an, another important message. And when I start to, like when I was writing the, the second book, and sometimes I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I want to start today because I knew she would come. <laughs> and, and, and she's hard work. She's not easy. <laughs> so, um, so I know that after when I, I start writing and channeling her and maybe working with her mantras because she has powerful mantras, she starts to come. And, and then I, I, I start to work with her. But when I do, and just to make sure I answer you, all of your questions, when I call upon her, like I when I need her, when I pray to her, you know, recently I had a, a beautiful, uh, someone close to our family go through a, a massive brain bleed. And I just called on her every day and I asked her to go and I could even see her being next to this beautiful young man. He was only 20. He's only 22. He's recovered. It's been a miracle. And I could actually see her and I would tell her, please take Yeshua and Saratama with you and pray for him and heal him. And I could actually see them in the hospital. Wow. So I think, I think that the miracle is for all of us. And I think that the more we pray and the more we open up our energy, we can actually receive this miracle. And the miracle is allowing these divine energies to come into our lives because they want to, they really want to. Mm. So how do we be so receptive then? If you're saying Mary Magdalene visits you when you're receptive, and obviously will not if, if you aren't receptive, what does receptivity look like? How do we open ourselves up more to that? I love that question because that has been a teaching that I've really had to do all my life because it's not easy. And receptivity is very difficult to explain in words because it is a state of being. It's not so much something that we can, uh, it's not, it can't be an objective to get to. It's a state of being. And receptivity is all about that, that um, balance between silence and action really that and, and receptivity the way I can attain receptivity and maybe this is just um, an, an example that can can help all of you 
um, is my my practice going into my practice and whether whether it be prayer or silent meditation or yoga or sacred dance just going into the practice and allowing myself to have that time for me to go into my temple it's not so much time for myself to a lot of times when we say oh I'm going to focus on myself I think it's important you know go to the gym go to a spa be with your friends I mean that is really really important because that's time for ourselves as well but the sadhana the inner dwelling the going into the what saint Teresa called the interior castle which is inside that's what helps us become receptive because we start to open up our space i mean it really is about energy and understanding when to expand and when to contract if we're always expanding i mean we can't be receptive and if we're always contracting we're too much inside so it's to find that balance. And I think the balance, um, what helps us is to go into the inner world, to, to have that time when we're silent. And we, we, we just make a time in our day to do our practice, whether it be five minutes, 10 minutes, or two hours, it doesn't really matter. Um, but just to go into that practice. And that's why I like to work a lot with movement meditations, with mudras and chanting. Did I answer your question? I hope I did. <laughs> you did. You did beautifully. And it's reminded me of that beautiful course that I did with you and all those incredible practices and how lovely they felt. And I, I mean, I have my own regular practice every day that involves meditation and breath work and some tapping. But for me right now at the stage of life that I'm in, it feels very much about daily maintenance as opposed to um, moving deeper or opening up and expanding versus contracting. I guess, I guess for me, um, you know, being a mother with two very small children, it just feels like maintenance. But you triggered a memory for me. I'm not sure if I've shared this with you before. But when I was pregnant with my daughter, and this is probably the two times that I've, I've been pregnant, these are probably the times of my life that I felt the most earthy and the most grounded, which is very interesting because you mentioned previously that you are such an earthy person, such a grounded person, yet you're open to this channel. And when I was pregnant with my daughter and feeling incredibly earthy and very, very grounded, it was, it was such an unusual feeling for me. I was doing a lot of very high, high vibrational meditation practices, working with white light and my chakras and working with a particular mentor at the time on accessing the different essences of my soul. And there was one particular day that I was meditating at the beach right on the shore near the ocean, very pregnant, heavily pregnant. And a woman appeared before my closed eyes and she had a veil on and a very beautiful face. And I remember being very startled because I don't see things like that. I don't ever witness apparitions or my intuition doesn't show up clairvoyantly. So it was quite a surprise for me to get such a clear image of this face. And then I was also startled because I thought it was the Virgin Mary. I thought it was Mother Mary. And then I later went and spoke to my mentor and she said to me, when are you going to tell me about Mary Magdalene? And that was the first time that I'd ever experienced her entering my life and my experience and it was such a surprise but I immediately just fell in love I just thought oh my god this is such a gift I have no idea what this means 
I don't even know how to access this. I think it's aligned with becoming a mother in some way. I'm not sure, but it was really powerful. And ever since then, I've had this love affair with her, but I'm, you know, yet to understand how to access and move deeper, hence my my questions with you. So when we're talking about receptivity, it's fascinating to me because I feel like the only way that I'm able to access her energy was when I was deeply surrendered and grounded in this divinely feminine state that is pregnancy. So how can we, considering this is what I've just shared with you, how can we call her in more and more for those of us that want to work with her divine feminine energy and be, you know, held by her and embraced by her? How do we do that when we are struggling to access the inner world and have the time and space to have deep, powerful practices? Is that question making sense? Yes. And you have shared so much that I'm, I'm going to even talk about things that you shared, okay? okay. Yes. I know. I shared <laughs> a lot. Really then. It was a very big story. Yeah. And, and I've been reading every, every single word. It's like an activation that you said. The one thing that you said was right now with your, your, your children, your practice is maintenance, but that maintenance is food for your soul. Remember that, okay? So the, even though our practice sometimes feels that it's not like deep and it's going in and the maintenance part is so important because that's what's keeping you connected, okay? So this, is, this happens. I mean, I like to see ourselves in, as householders. We all are householders. We don't live in a cave and we're not meditating all day. That's not what we chose. And, and of course, as, as what we chose, those moments of maintenance are very important because actually that's what's keeping you in one way or another connected to your inner world and you're not just in the outer world. And this is, this is normal. And then what you said about the pregnancy yeah, pregnancy in, in women is very powerful because it's, you know, when motherhood is a rite of passage and it's all rites of passages are actually um, wisdom activations, feminine wisdom activations, but we've disconnected from all of this. So when we're feeling very earthy, it's, it's very interesting. That's when we can actually open up more to this channel. It's not the other way around mm-hmm. because our womb energy is very connected to the earth. And the womb energy needs to be grounded so that the womb can open up the crown chakra. Our womb actually opens up our crown chakra as women. But for that to happen, we need to be grounded. And, and the Kabbalah the, speaks about this. The, the Kabbalah always talks about how spirit looks to ground. And when it's grounded, then it can look for the divine essence again, where she comes from. So... It's very important um, if we want to bring into this energy and work with Mary Magdalene, being in the body is very important. You know, I, I, I believe that all of the grounding and, and even if we have a little bit of time because there's so much going on and, and we know that there's a lot going on and not just with our work and our family, but with the whole pandemic at this moment. And when we're recording this, there's a lot going on, but just giving that space. And it could be, it doesn't even have to be very defined. You know, sometimes we tend to think that everything has to be extremely ritualized and, but you can go out in nature, you can walk barefoot, you can breathe next to a tree and you can do yoga. It just, Start allowing your body to be present 
and, and to be in holy communion with the spirit. Let them start working together. And this is what Mary Magdalene looks for. And this is what she actually activates as well. She looks for your spirit having a good relationship with your body. Because when that happens, that's when the magic happens. If our spirit isn't connected to the body, there is no container to receive her. Do you understand? And the, the, the body becomes this temple, this sacred container to receive her energy and to receive other energies that need to, to come in. And in that apparition that you have, that was definitely an apparition of Mary Magdalene that you had, Claire, definitely. The way you just described her, I, I could actually feel her. You definitely saw her. Mm. Yes. Did I answer your question? You did. You did. And I know I definitely saw her because the she's she's activated something in me since that first apparition because you're talking about the body being the, the sacred container in order to receive spirit. And over the last few years since becoming a mother, I have been on my own journey of embodiment. I have become aware very quickly that I'm not as a soul fully grounded in my body and that's led me on a journey of you know, not rectifying that, but learning how to come back down, you know, and it was so interesting for me to have that realization because I previously was so interested in more, you know, high vibrational, esoteric, up in the spirit world kind of stuff. So I do feel that that apparition, it was the turning point. It was almost like this baby growing within me and her showing up that day. It was like, no, in your body, and I remember not caring about anything else in the world because I was in my body. And that was the first time in my, at that time, 33 years on earth, that I felt the, the safety and the bliss of being in my body. So I do, I do feel that even though I haven't had ongoing apparitions and, you know, channels or revelations with her, I do feel that she has begun something for me and perhaps... I'm just receiving this, this, this now that maybe she's um, asking me to be more in my body before I can connect further. Wow. That, that's yeah. how I feel. Yes, Claire. And there's something you, you said that was very beautiful. Um, you said being in the body, when you were in your body, you didn't care about anything. You felt safe you felt good right you didn't have any worries mm. and being in the, that's what being in the body does because when we're in the body we actually understand that we have a connection to our planet to Gaia to have a connection to the mother and that we shouldn't worry everything is given to us everything is here you know and that's what being in the body does so when we have that that's when rest receptivity comes in we're, we're, we're not scared. We're not looking for something. We're not looking outside. It's just within and we're feeling good and we're feeling present. So we open up and that's really beautiful, Claire. Thank you, Anna. And you're right because when I'm not in my body, I feel like I'm a soul or a, <laughs> the essence of spirit trying to return home to some star planetary systems, light being experience. I don't know what how to describe this, but I constantly feel like, I'm longing for some other place, some other home and resistant to the human experience, which is irritating because I also know on a soul level that I chose to be here and that I have a job to do and I'm in this body for a reason. So what you described is perfect because 
that sense of safety comes from no longer trying to escape and be somewhere else. There's, there's full security in the here and now and being on earth. So you've said it 100% spot on, exactly how I feel. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think what's important for us to, to share here, and I sort of feel like it's, it's uh, naturally understood for yourself and, and myself, but maybe for those that are listening, what is it that Mary Magdalene represents in your opinion, because I kind of get a sense of what she is for me and for what I've studied and learned over the last couple of years. But what is she, what's the essence of her and what is she bringing to us? Well, the, the first thing we need to understand about Mary Madden and why she is here, she is the feminine Christ. So she is a teacher. She is a teacher who is coming uh, to us through like vibrations. So vibration means that she can appear through apparitions, through channeling. She is the, the what I would call the continuation of Yeshua in the school. And um, so she is the teacher right now. Now, what her message is, her first message is unification. Okay, that is her deep message. Unification, unity, as opposed to separation. And to get to that unification, there's a lot of work. So she has to go through the feminine psyche first because the feminine psyche is what brings in unification because we are the birthers of the world. Our first initiate, we are all initiated by a woman and that woman is our mother, the womb. Mm. So, so we have to go back to the, to the, 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 the female, the female energy that initiates us into this world, you know, and, and a lot of times you know, we, we hear a lot about Mary Magdalene and a, a lot of women are working with her, but Mary Magdalene is not just sex and she's not just tan 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 <laughs> and just not here for women. I mean, she works with women and that's why it's so important for women to work together, to be together, to do sacred circles, to do red tents, to do healing, to do workshops, to do sacred dance, to do drumming. All of this is part of her, her practice when she works with women. So she needs to go into the female psyche so that we can deconstruct what, who we think we are as women. She wants to awaken the authentic feminine that creates, because we bring duality in the world as females, and we also bring unity. That's our job. We are polarity. We're androgynous uh, because we've got the two, uh, the, the ovaries, we've got the womb, we've got these two energies that are very strong. And that's why when we read uh, the ancient texts, we can see a lot about Lilith and a lot about Eve, all of these archetypes. But we essentially, we're here to go into that shadow, which is the feminine. The shadow helps us see our duality, which is important to see that duality, and then bring in the unity. So she, she works with women in different ways so that we can start energetically activating the energy of men. And that's how she works. She works through energy, but she needs to go into the, the womb. And at the end of the day, the womb space in women is really the, 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 the cosmic womb she's working with, you know? And, and this is very important to understand because Mary Madeline works with men and with women, with both, but she works with women so that we can heal everything that we've been through as a humanity. And she works with women because when we understand what the feminine energy is, then the men can understand it. You know, if we don't understand it, how can they understand it? It's impossible. 
you know, so it's just like if they, we've been working with the masculine energy for a very long time as women because they have understood well what the logos is, maybe not the divine masculine, but the logos energy. So we've been working with that. But the true feminine is an energy that we are yet to discover, the authentic feminine. And that's what she's here to do. She's here to take us back to our soul. And to go back to the soul, we need to go inwards. We need to, we need to go into holy communion with the divine feminine. And that's why she's here to awaken that. And she is a cosmic virgin. And she is an amazing teacher of sacred humanity. Her teachings, apart from the teachings of the divine feminine, the mysteries of the divine feminine, the grounding, the body work, bringing paradise, Eden back to earth, all of this is so powerful in her but she's also a teacher of very, very powerful, sacred, holy work. I mean, if we read the, the, um, the, the gospel of Mary Magdalene, that gospel is so pure. It's, I mean, it, it's all about the kingdom and wanting to bring down the kingdom and wanting to be pure and wanting to, to go back to being these pure, amazing humans that are connected to love. So her teachings are very powerful, but if I have to summarize, I always say she's the path of unification. And to go into unification, we need to go into the womb, into the duality of the feminine brings and bring it into unity. And that's why she's so present in, in the feminine and, 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 and the, the sacred sisterhood community. She's, we all love to work with her because that's what she brings. She brings us this unity. Did I ask you a question? I have a tendency to go off. That's why I keep asking you. No, and and you are so incredibly connected to her and so knowledgeable. I can understand. I'm literally writing pages of notes as we talk. You most certainly did answer the question. And I think what I want to unpack here is how does this actually relate to our current reality? So it's very obvious to me that the shadow is rising on planet earth at the moment and at the same time the light and the love is also rising at the same time and you can see so many people waking up and becoming more connected and their hearts opening and you can see this unification literally happening in reality on a daily basis but then at the other side you can also see the duality the split the breaking off the shadow the darkness how does what you've just shared relate to what's unfolding in our world at the moment? Because this is not the same world from five or 10 or 15 years ago. No, and not even from a month ago. So <laughs> yes, it's a different world. And I'm glad that you, you've asked that question because Mary Magdalene, when she comes into your life, when you just, and, and not just through channeling apparition, if you say yes to her and and even if you've never worked with her, she will bring you situations of shadow. She will, because she is not an easy light being. She's not shanti, blissful. <laughs> she will take you to very dark places because she wants you to do the work quickly so you can start ascending. And for me, ascending just has to do with, with raising your vibration and coming closer to your soul contract. And um, so she will bring you to that darkness. She will, I mean, like I said, I felt her in a very, very dark night of the soul and very dark night and 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 when she came to me I knew that she was going to bring me and take me to a lot of dark nights of the soul and she has that's what she does because she's um, the activator of the the serpent energy the kundalini 
So this is what this is what's happening right now on planet Earth. The serpent has been activated. The dragon energy of the, the, the Earth has been activated. And when this happens, the two shadows appear. And this is what happens when our serpent energy awakens in us. We have two, two um, re realities, the light that is so extreme and the shadow. And, the, and what we need to know how to do is be in the middle to understand how to unite both energies. Remember that um, polarity exists because we heal with polarity. For example, I'll just give you a quick little example through astrology. Um, if you're a cancer sign, and you're, you have a lot of shadow aspects of your cancer sign, you need to heal with your polarity, which is Capricorn. If you're an Aquarius and you have shadow, you need to heal with your polarity, which is Leo. You know, so polarities always need to work together. And this is why we're feeling such extreme, extreme polarity in the planet right now, because at one point it's just going to explode and there needs to be a unity. I think that all of us that are in the light want to be in the light and want to be in love and want to be in sacred community. The dark aspect of, the, of what is happening, like the control, maybe the conspiracy theories, we need to look at the other part of what the politicians are maybe trying to do, not just the darkness, you know? And also on the other side, all these people who just want to control, they need to start to look at what the, the, the light bearers or the Magdalene torch bearers are trying to bring into the world. And we just, we need to start to learn how to communicate. Mm -hmm. And this is why she's coming in now. Actually, she came on the planet, her like her physical vibration came and, and landed, grounded in 2012. And we know this because this is when we had that strong activation on the 21st of December. And this is really when we entered the new age. And it just takes a long time for that energy to ground on earth. And that's why all of this has happened. We've gone through the seven, eight year time frame since 2012, which is the whole initiation and now we're, we're actually in the vaginal canal where we're going to have contractions, we're going to have pain, we're going to have to push, but we can't get out of this. Humanity will not have a C-section, okay? <laughs> There's nothing that's going to like pull us out of this. We need to do the work and to do the work, we really, and this is a message that Mary Magdalene is, is bringing and she's saying, we really need to be in that neutral mind, in that liminal space. And, and I wrote something today um, in, my, in my blog, and it said, if we are in fear, we will be submissive or we will want to be, uh, create uprisings. You know, that's, that's fear. But when we are not in fear, we, all we want to do is collaborate with, with each other and find a way to collaborate because these are very difficult moments. But we all know, even people who aren't very uh, in this path know that we're birthing something new and to birth something new there has to be contractions and that's why she's here she's giving us this message that the more light the more darkness why just just like when i was talking to you about your sign claire uh, you have a sign that is has so much light but when you have a lot of light you're going to have a lot of darkness and that is the darkness is here for us to see as a mirror reflection of what we need to heal. So we're seeing a lot of control, a lot of conspiracy, a lot of manipulation, a lot of people who don't care if other people get sick. So what is all of that in me? 
And I think you understand me, right, Claire? <laughs> I, I do. I do. And you've just really, um, you've really lit something up for me in my mind. I've been wondering, you know, I've been asking the question frequently, what's, what's going on in the world, but also what's going on with me? Because I feel this very strong, sacred activist has been turned on for me. And I'm not raging and angry at the world, but I'm curious and I'm asking lots of questions. And I also can't look away at some things anymore. And I was commenting to my husband the other night that if all of this that's unfolding in the world had happened a few years ago, I probably would have been the one that just went, oh, just whatever, just put your masks on and do what the government says and off you go, everything's all good. I would have been a little bit more, um, you know, easily led and just willing to just do whatever. Whereas now I feel a little bit more intrigued about what's unfolding. I feel a little bit more awake and I'm asking more questions. And it's interesting to me that you've said that Mary Magdalene is not easy and it should take you to the dark places because I, I do actually feel that. I feel that sometimes the darkness is so apparent to me and I keep seeing it. I'm not afraid of it, but I am, I am very aware of it in a way that I perhaps years ago shut off from and just pretended that it wasn't there and just spiritually bypassed it. You know, I'm just going to love and light my way through all of this kind of thing. Whereas now I don't feel like I'm, I, even if I wanted to, I don't feel like I can do or that I should be doing that. So I'm, I'm understanding that Mary Magdalene energy more as you describe it in that way, that she's asking me to look. She's asking me to pay attention because that's how the healing happens through the dark, finding the light that way. So it's very fascinating for me hearing that and understanding as you say, we're in the vaginal canal, we're, we're contracting and we're pushing and there's work that needs to be done here. Um, and, yeah, sorry, I just got really distracted because I something just walked through my living room <sighs> as I'm talking to you. Literally some energy being or something just walked through my room. Oh, my God, my whole body is tingling. I can actually feel Mary Madeline here with us right now as we're talking. Yeah, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. This never happens, but I know that there's very odd energy in my in my apartment. There always has been, but I literally just looked up because it was so strong. I thought it was my husband standing there, and it wasn't. And oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh no, no, it's part of all of this. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it, this, is, this is what I mean. I feel like I'm being awakened to so much and I've often tried to understand Mary Magdalene through this space of unconditional love and this beautiful, soft energy, but I'm actually starting to understand that she's a little bit more darker and intense than what I previously thought and you're helping me understand that. She is very intense and I always like to put this image in, our, in everyone's mind, when, when Yeshua was crucified and they had to leave and, you know, she, they had to leave their homeland, she, for a woman at that time to go with disciples and people and travel to an unknown land and then say, okay, I'm going to create a community, how do we get food, how do we build a house? 
you have to have really been in contact with your shadow to do that <laughs> because your shadow gives you so much strength because when you have these dark nights of the soul, you become stronger and not just emotionally, but even physically stronger. And she does take us to these places because, because her path is a path that, of, uh, of truth and truth isn't easy, Claire, when we know that, right? <laughs> not easy. Yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm just having my mind my mind blown at the moment, actually. It's just all kind of making sense. So let us, just before we finish up, uh, you've touched a little bit on, obviously, Yeshua, you've mentioned him. And for many people listening, this may come a surprise uh, about her relationship specifically with Yeshua. Can you give us a short explanation about Mary Magdalene and her relationship with Yeshua and the work that obviously they did together? Yes, for, for me, their divine relationship means so much, so much, not just because they were married. And I know that even I, w- I was, like I said, brought up Catholic. And, and when she came to me in my first operation, I hadn't read anything or heard anything about her, her being married. And I did read the not Hermione text, but I just didn't, I don't know, I was never exposed to it. And then when I started reading the, the text and, and, and all of the, the Gospels, the Gnostic Gospels, of course they were married. They had to have been married. To be able to do the work that they did together, they were definitely a divine couple. And um, the beauty of their relationship, because for this we could go on for hours and I could give you evidence, but the beauty of their relationship is not just them being a divine and sacred couple in marriage because that wasn't acknowledged by the church because the church wanted to control and if the feminine is in the picture you can't control because the feminine shows us what cannot be seen and when we see it all the veils go down just what's happening on earth right now so they need this you know that the 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 fathers of the church and patriarchy and they, they did their rituals, they connected to astrology, they connected to all this, but they didn't want the people to do it, you know? So, but their relationship means so much because when Yeshua and Mary Madeline come into divine union, this is the first time in a lot of these cultures that there's a one-person relationship. Usually men, especially Jewish men, because he was Jewish, had any, the, the amount of wives that they could support. Um, and this happens a lot in different places. So when they come together, not only does he say no, a sacred marriage is, of course, your your sacred partner with your sacred sexuality, but it's also their teaching together. They made a commitment to teach together. They taught together. They created a school together. And at the same time, they created a lifestyle together. And this is beautiful to co-create this lifestyle that, of course, had to do with their teachings but had to do with the life they wanted to live as a couple, a divine couple, and not what society had imposed. I mean, a lot of times we don't look at this, but this is the magic of their relationship. You know, he described Mary Madden as his wife, his mother, his sister, and his friend. And that was something new. And that time... Uh, when when they existed physically on the planet, women, we, we were nothing. I mean, <laughs> only if we were born into a family that had money, maybe we could learn how to read. And and maybe if, if our parents were, 
we're civilized, we could learn sacred texts. I mean, Mary Matlin did come from a very divine family, uh, royal lineage, and she was exposed to a lot of the, the teachings. But to, to actually call Mary Matlin this, she was calling her his equal. And this is beautiful because he recognized that both of them have come into different sacred containers. She has come into the to the, the incarnation of the, the woman and him of the man. So they have, they have to activate different energies because, because each incarnation is a different code, but they're equal. And this was something very, very new. So it is their relationship is not just a love relationship, but it's also the relationship of the liberation of humanity, you know, of, of actually allowing yourself to be in a relationship where that person is your friend, your partner, you can co-create with that person and you can create the life that you define together as a sacred partnership, not what society says. And I think we still have a lot to learn from this relationship. I hope I answered you fair. You did. It was beautiful. When I was just feeling a little bit sad that they have come together in this beautiful sacred relationship, you know, liberating humanity and doing something very unusual for that time. And yet over the last two and something thousand years, we have crushed the feminine. We have placed patriarchy on the pedestal and it has run and controlled all aspects of our lives and we have obliterated the divine feminine in every way possible. And I say obliterated loosely because, of course, she cannot be completely annihilated. But it's just made me sad as well that that what they brought is only it's taking this long to start to bubble back up to the surface. Wow, yes. I, I, I always reflect on that too. And, and, and especially when you go, when you start um, having a relationship with the divine feminine and you understand how she has been, I like the word you use, crushed. She has been crushed. She's been tried. I mean, many people have tried just to crush her existence. And this is why she, Mary Magdalene was censored because she represented the divine feminine. And with her presence, there was no way you could control humanity. And the only way you can control humanity is if the feminine is there. And, and that's why we have been controlled. And it's, it's not so much hatred towards women. It's actually a wanting to control us because they knew how powerful the feminine is. Yeah. And when we awaken the feminine, men awaken their feminine and they become powerful because when they connect with their feminine energy, they become very powerful as well. You know, because they know their inner world and they know their truth. So... I think it has taken a very, it's taken years and centuries for this to come back, but also we've learned so much. And that's, that's when I look, when I get sad, I also look at the, the positive and say, okay, what are the lessons that we have learned as a humanity? We've been through a lot. There's been a lot of killing. There's been a lot of rape, right? There's been a, a lot of control on the planet and so far away from what the mother represents. And this is what happens when you kill the mother, when you don't allow the mother to be here. There is death, there's hatred, there's control. And, and I think this is coming back into the subconscious mind in humanity little by little. I can see a lot of people, even, you know, even maybe starting to do a little bit of yoga, maybe changing their diet right now. And I can see the, the, the nurturing of the mother coming back into their lives. So, and I just hope that we continue, especially the light 
bearers or the ones who want to follow this path of love, we continue to nurture this energy so that our energy can uplift other people's energy that maybe aren't seeing this. And this is the importance of our, of our service. Mm. Yes, there is definitely the, of the rebellion of the divine feminine as she, you know, finds her way back to her rightful place and equal balance with the divine masculine and obviously not the, you know, imbalanced masculine or patriarchal energy, but that beautiful, like you said, that beautiful polarity coming back and being here on earth in that time would be so incredibly special. And I hope that, I hope that we, you know, that time, that space that you're talking about, this being the vaginal canal with the contractions and the pushing, I hope this doesn't take too many years so that we can start to get to the other side. (laughs) I feel the same because, you know, we are, we, we, we're human and it's normal. We, we, we think, okay, when, when is this going to stop, you know? And again, we've got so much going on and, and I just think that we need to learn a lot and we need to learn how to be nice to each other. Mm. And, Maybe we need to be separate from each other so we can learn how to be nice to each other as well. And there's so many teachings going on right now, and uh, it's 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 a moment. It's important to take time to reflect on what's happening and and to ask the questions like you're doing. To ask those questions and say why, you know, what is going on. And I think it's important that we have to understand that to be spiritual is to be here on earth, and part of that is being a spiritual activist. You need to be connected and know what is going on. We can't hide it, okay? <laughs> You're right. You're right. And I, 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 um, I had this very clear memory of traveling in South America years ago and we were in Argentina and there were people protesting on the street. And I remember noticing it and commenting to our Argentinian friend I said, what are they doing? And he said, oh, they're protesting. They protest all the time. We protest all the time in Argentina. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, there's always something that we need to push back on and question and ask about what's going on. And he said, you know, perhaps that doesn't happen in Australia. You know, everything is much better for you in your country. And it was such a fascinating memory to come up for me because I've realised now that we are now in a state of, unrest and the shadow is coming up and people are asking questions and if things get to a certain place here in Australia I will feel quite confident and happy to stand with people in the streets and protest and it just made me smile the other day because I thought here we are this is how much things are changing that even in this country Australia that this man was referring to as such a lucky easy country to live in is now also in the same place where people are pushing back and asking questions and saying that's not okay so I I can see that these times are very turbulent but I feel a little bit more assured that it it is very much related to the rising of the divine feminine and Mary Magdalene is here with her vibration supporting this awakening and encouraging so many of us to move through these shadows with an open heart and knowing that there is light if we're willing to head that way that's really reassuring for me and exciting at the same time oh it's so beautiful you just said claire really beautiful Thank you. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually shivering when you were speaking so beautiful. oh oh that's amazing thank you and that's a that's a good thing because you were very hot before so <laughs> yes <laughs> I love it. 
So for those that are listening that are just thinking, okay, so how do we start? Can you share with me and those listening how people can connect with you and the work that you do? Because you, you put out so much beauty and goodness into the world and there are so many ways to connect with your work. So how can people start to do that? Well, there are different ways you can connect. Um, uh, I write. I write a lot on my blog, and I do prayers and channelings through my blog. And I do do a priestess training, but that's a whole year and a day training for people who want to really go deep into that work. I am going to soon start a priest training as well. And there are different workshops that I I present through through the online school. And um, like, you don't have to be in in Spain you can be in Spain and come to the live workshops, even though right now with all of the lockdowns and stuff, very difficult. Um, but they're different workshops and I do monthly gatherings as well. We we do, there's a platform that you can even participate in the full moon and the new moon gatherings where I always work with Mary Magdalene and her teachings to, to bring in activations. One is when we have a new moon, I work with her activations and all of the alignment, the planetary alignments to the new moon. And when we have full moons, I work with a different uh, serpent energy or dragon energy or dove energy codes uh, that Mary Magdalene brings in. So it, it, it's not a, a normal way to celebrate like that you see out there, but it's beautiful because she's very connected to the moon and the teachings of the moon are the teachings of the well. This is what the, the prophetesses of the Hebrew times and the biblical times were called, the ladies of the well. And these were the prophetesses and priestesses who worked with the divine feminine energy represented by water and this is represented by the moon because the moon represents the emotional world so there are different ways that i mean if it, like i said sometimes i'll do i'm drumming is also a way a beautiful a way to connect with mary magdalene because drumming was one of the practices in that time um, in the, the Hebrew times, because she was of Jewish background, and the women would come together in, in a circle and drum, and, and they can do this too, they would drum, chant, and even do a Saturday dance uh, to bring in the Holy Spirit, the Shekhinah. So um, in September, I did want to start earlier, I'll be doing monthly drumming ceremonies as well. There are different ways, and, and depending on your time and depending on um, availability, you can just decide on, on how you want to connect. And if it want, if you just want to start, you could go into my, my website and subscribe. And I have a blog. And right now we're doing a novena in the blog for nine days, receiving messages from the mother, Anna. And she's the grandmother of Yeshua. And so this is very, very beautiful. It's just all you have to do is read and maybe do the little practice. So there are different ways to connect and, uh, and to, to work with me with, either through workshops or trainings. Beautiful. I am so excited for your monthly drumming circles. I have my yeah. frame drum. I bought it a couple of months ago. Thank you for guiding me on that. My children love it. And being obviously of Middle Eastern descent, it's definitely the right drum for me. When I have it straight away, I feel like, ah, I've done this before. Not this lifetime, but I've done this before. <laughs> it's a really cool feeling. Um, priestess training. Is that all face-to-face in Spain or is it also online? It's also online. And um, I started doing it on, I opened up the school in 2014 and I started doing the training online. Actually, I think it was five years ago or four years ago. I can't remember, I think four. 
And for me, it was very difficult uh, because uh, I, I, I was like, how am I going to do this training online? But then again, again Mary Mano represents this new energy and she was saying, no, you need to do it online. So because people from different parts of the world will be attracted to this type of energy, not exactly where you are, because her vibration doesn't attract everyone. We know that. Mm. <laughs> so, so you can do it online. And we have the option for a, a, the retreat. We do a live retreat at the end. I know it's not easy for everyone, so it's an option. But I usually have been doing it uh, since I started it online in Glastonbury and Avalon. And I may start doing some at the end of the year uh, after the training in France because uh, France it has beautiful energy, Magdalene energy as well. So that's a, it's a beautiful training. And uh, the beauty of it is that um, it really is powerful and it's, it's, it's very guided. Um, we see each other every week. We have the human form, so many drumming. So it's, just, it's so intense that um, it, it's just, it's, you don't really have to, people always say, well, do I have to study a lot? I'm like, no, you have just to be there. <laughs> just do it. You don't, it's not something that you need to study, just experience it. So it's beautiful. And um, I, I think uh, you did. I will be, I will be joining your priestess training one day. I'm just wait. The, the thing that's actually stopping me is I, I feel that I need to be doing that in a different space, not in the home that I'm in at the moment. It's a very long story, but I'm waiting to move. And when we move and the timing is right, I can see myself in that training with you one day. I wish I was in Spain and I could do it with you face to face. That would be amazing and the most incredible experience. But Alas, I'm here on the other side of the world in Australia. But thank you. Beautiful. And it's a country I've always wanted to visit. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have to bring your training here. Maybe. Yes. You never know. Thank you for sharing all of those ways that everyone can connect with you and perhaps pick and choose, cherry pick different ways that they can start creating some small practices or rituals and ways to connect with the divine feminine and with yourself and with Mary Magdalene. And Anna, thank you so much for answering all of those questions with so much deep wisdom and love and reverence for obviously Mary Magdalene and for sharing with us so much of what I know has been a lifetime of work for you. So I'm really grateful that you've taken the time on your Friday morning all the way in Spain. No, and thank you, Claire, for having me because I think it's so beautiful to co-create these spaces that really are necessary. And um, and just you have such a beautiful, soothing voice. I just have to say it, okay? <laughs> your voice is like, it's, it feels like water when you speak and it's beautiful and uh, there's something very beautiful in your sound in your vibration so yeah I, I feel that you're very connected to this energy and you're a Magdalene <laughs> oh, don't I'm gonna cry thank you so much for your time it's been such a pleasure to talk to you an actual honor you are such an incredible woman and I'm really uh, feeling very privileged to absorb your, your wisdom and to chat with you thank you so much Oh, thank you, Claire. And thank you to all of the people who are listening to this. I'm so happy that we're connected. And it doesn't matter what part of the world we're in. Uh, we're all so connected by this energy field and this, this golden circle of light that Mary Magna is providing for all of us so we can find our community and we can feel sustained 
with each other, like help each other out and just grow and expand. And and this is beautiful what you're doing here. So thank you so much. Beautiful one. Thank you so much for joining me for this hour and a bit conversation with Anna. I highly recommend you connect with her and her work. Please do read her book, Conversations with Mary Magdalene, if this conversation today has lit something up within you. Perhaps Mary Magdalene is calling out to you. Perhaps the Divine Feminine is calling out for deeper activation within you. I absolutely loved every part of this conversation, which I'm sure you could tell from the chat. And I would so love to hear what you think about it too. So don't forget to contact me via social, send me a message, share it through your community as well. Tag myself and honor as well. And as always, I'm going to leave you here with a reminder that I am just one mama on the path to woke. And I'm so grateful that you're here waking up with me too. Take care of yourself.